Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The 2023 Frigid Fringe Festival has begun, featuring over 20 shows originating from around the U.S. and Canada. I've always loved to check out shows in this festival, and thankfully, I was able to catch opening night of a new show by a friend and past podcast guest. I'll let him, as well as his very talented cast, introduce themselves. Take a listen. So which means I want to make the playwright start. Of course, we are on the street. We are outside under St. Mark's, uh, having just left the last show of the evening of the first day of the 2023 Frigid Festival. The show is Harmony Hall. I have playwright Duncan Flaster. As well as the cast. Gentlemen? I'm Clinton Powell. I play Brother Linus. And I'm Wynn Delano and I play Christian. And uh, again, we are on the street. It is 11 o'clock at night and uh, I've just had a wonderful experience in the theater which you should come and have as well. So, what is Harmony Hall? Duncan, you're on the spot. When you tell people come to see Harmony Hall, what is it? Uh, it's the story of a monk named Brother Linus who has been uh, left alone for 20 years in a, uh, a monastery on an island called Harmony Hall. He hasn't really seen another human for a long, long time. And there's a big thunderstorm and this hot young man, Christian, washes up on the shores of the island where he is uh, staying. And the two of them get to know each other. And, uh, and I, I love that you included in um, the press information about this, like the, like a little bit of an ode to Tennessee Williams is definitely in here. Yeah, it's loosely uh, was inspired by watching Boom, the uh, Tennessee Williams film adaptation of The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore, which is, it. okay. it's terrible, but wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's one of John Waters' favorite films. It's uh, recently been re-released on Blu-ray. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's about an old woman on an a, a island who is dying and... Uh, in the film, there's like church bells ringing from off, and I was like, "Who else is on this island?" And I wrote this play. I was about to ask, like, where did this come from? And now you just answered that question. I didn't even have to ask. Well, I think it's also partly a pandemic play. Uh, I think there's like a lot of what I've personally been going through in these last few years of like feeling alone and isolated, and I think a lot of that is in there. And uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, but beautifully, like it's not just about like I. I didn't really have that thought of, you know, pandemic sort of thing. It was more like a self-isolation slash enforced isolation by society for one's actual being um, was what I picked up on. So, I, I'm, you know, now my mind is reeling even further with this idea of, like, pandemic. Well, uh, well, well I wrote it mostly right after the pandemic right after I like started writing again um, and other people have said it was a pandemic play and I was like oh yeah that makes sense of course this but like I think I'm also in a place in my career where I've been sacrificing everything to make theater and I speak of my playwriting as a duty a lot and uh, the character Clinton plays Brother Linus is talking about maybe giving up on his duty and is it pointless at all and what does it mean and uh, I don't know I'm feeling a lot of feelings lately there's a ton of feelings. <laughs> there are a ton of... I mean, that, I think that's a really good place to uh, open up the conversation to the actors here. There are a lot of feelings here. There um, are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, we we like, make feelings, yeah. Gentlemen, how did you come to the piece? And um, what is your... I, I, you know, not at the risk of giving you, like, the massive what is the meaning of life question at the start of the interview. <laughs> like, what did you find in this? What, what did you... When coming to this, what was it about for you? Uh... I'll, I'll go. Uh, my father was a minister when I was growing up. And Damn. Wait, <laughs> did this yeah. get any more perfect? Okay. And, yeah, and so uh, to me, what really resonates is the is Christian guilt for being homosexual and and trying to come to terms 
personally with your own guilt about it uh, growing up and it just to me it like really resonated at the character and like you know it's a lot of my own childhood in a lot of his stories you know about the other yeah the subject yeah Clinton and I actually after uh, our rehearsal our final dress last night yeah. um, we were talking about how anyone who has been who, who is in the LGBTQ community who has had any religious trauma will find something to identify with in this show because I also you know have that and yeah. you know I only recently came out as bisexual because you know my father who was extremely religious I mean I had to wait for him to literally die um you know, so that monologue, without spoiling anything, is quite potent. Um, yeah, I came to this piece. There was a reading done um, where I actually read for Brother Linus. Um, <laughs> and then we had auditions. And uh, somewhat unexpectedly for me, but happily, uh, Duncan was like, you want to play uh, the hot guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Thanks, Duncan. Um, but in all seriousness, it's a very important play. Uh, the Ode to Tennessee Williams that you mentioned, very rarely do you get a new play that is this poetic and I think well-written and well-crafted uh, that you can sink your teeth into as an actor. Oh, come on. The playwright's not here. You don't need to, like, you know... It's terrible. Away. Never... No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's great. And, and you usually, to get that, you have to delve into the past. And I think the idea of having language and poetry like that, but attacking the present, oh, it's just delicious. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that, when because, like, I was struck when I realized, like, oh, this is, like... 50 some odd years ago like why set it back in the I mean I'm it's a little amorphous but I'm guessing early 70s uh, 68 okay which okay. is the year Good boom job. came out Good job. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> um so that that's why it's yeah. like um no other sort of like or just also I mean I guess the the lack of cellular technology helps for the but yeah um, absolutely yeah I was I wanted I, I was set because that's when boom came out was 1968 and uh then I started doing the math back for how long Linus would have been on the island if he had been there for right. 20 years, then he, like, 1948, around there, and that's where the Harvey Girls came in, was the last film he saw before coming to the island. Of and we have to make the Judy reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, yeah. So. It was cool. Like, and there was all sorts of like little nuggets in there. Like, I, I was the only one who laughed when you said that uh, your friend Jack suggested that <laughs> yeah. you play the Virgin Marines. Um, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not yet taken the literary pub crawl, please do so, um, and and ask for me as your guide. Uh, so um, yeah, like there's just all sorts of like wonderful little bits of history in there that I guess I wasn't. I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. So it was really fun to have that that way of going into the past. It's also nice to ground us in referencing something when you have kind of an amorphous this could be a, a box set anywhere to have those references helps us find our characters you know uh, the idea of Christian and his kind of emulation and, and uh, idolation of beat poetry was super helpful for finding his character those sorts of things are, are little nuggets for actors that playwrights put in for us speaking of that sort of stuff like this is uh, let's get into like the indie theater creationness of this I like to touch on that sort of stuff whenever I do the podcast because most people who listen to this probably indie theater people so um, this is the Frigid Festival. As I mentioned, uh, this will be up ASAP, so hopefully you will catch some of the two weeks of performances that are going on as part of Frigid. But um, that creates different challenges for putting together a piece. You have a uh, very short window to get the play literally set up in the space, what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Yeah, we have 15 minutes to set up and 15 minutes for the audience to come in, and then we go. Yeah. And, and ten minutes to get out at the end. So they, naturally, you have these like restrictions. Did you have a, a, an abbreviated rehearsal process as well because of like, the festival format? Like four weeks, which oh, I wow. think is okay. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't rehearse every day. Yeah. Um, we're, we're on an equity showcase agreement, so we're, we're kind of bound to that, uh, which is great. I, I love that. Keep that equity. You know, thanks. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, yeah. So, uh, but I think we had plenty of rehearsal. I mean, even last night, we, we called it early because we felt good about it, you know? Yeah, the actors have just yeah. been so on the ball that I was just like, there's nothing else we can do here. You're great. Go home. <laughs> You look like you're about to say something. Sorry. Sorry. No. Oh. Nope. Not joking. All right. Sorry. Um, He's a monk. Yeah. You're quiet. <laughs> He's thinking. I can. I can just read that processing yeah. right here. Uh, unfortunately, the podcast no. audience can't. So, um, <laughs> we, um, um, any other like last minute thoughts you want to toss in, guys? Like, I feel like. I, I mean, just just come see it. Like, it's this is one of those things where uh, we put our hearts and soul. I think all of yeah. us. This is a very meaningful show, and I think it will be meaningful to you too. Um, and I just. You know, we're not streaming this uh, for obvious reasons. There's nudity, right? So be prepared. Um, but you know, don't, don't do not bring your kids under any <laughs> circumstance. Um, but but you know, this is something where I think people will get a lot out of it if they see it. But to see it, you got to do the old school theater thing and put your butt in the seat. Oh, did I say the it show all? again? <laughs> is Harmony Hall? We are at Under St. Mark's. Four more performances from three here. More. Three, only three. Yeah. She's like, gotta get this up on Thursday. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we'll get this up in advance of those three performances. Uh, I don't expect you to have those performance times off the top of your head. The next one's Sunday at yeah. seven. I think it's Sunday. <laughs> Wait, so, hold on, stage manager. Do you have this? Do you have this? <laughs> we have the nineteenth at seven p.m. We have the twenty-second at nine fifty, and then the fourth, which I believe is also at nine fifty. Ladies and gentlemen, our incredible <laughs> stage manager. Fiona. Woo! You can get nowhere without a great stage manager. Manager. Absolutely. Thank if, you, Fiona. Exactly. So thank you all so much for doing this and uh, break legs on the rest of the performances. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Duncan, Wynn, and Clinton for hanging out late night on the St. Mark's sidewalk to chat. You've got just three more chances from the posting of this episode to catch Harmony Hall at Under St. Mark's as part of the 2023 Frigid Fringe Festival. Sunday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Wednesday, February 22nd at 9.50 p.m. And Saturday, March 4th at 2 p.m. Note, that's a different time than was said in the interview. Everyone was working off the top of their heads. It was late night. But uh, 2 p.m. is the correct go time on Saturday, March 4th. And don't be late. It's a festival show. Also, as noted in the interview, please do be aware that there is nudity in the show. And it deals with some difficult themes. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Amazing. Perfect. Short and